Hey friends, welcome to Pointing Toward Hope. I'm Wendy Bertinoli, and I'm so happy you're here. Each week we have conversations about overcoming trials and adversity through faith, hope, and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because with God, all things are possible. We keep it real by sharing personal stories from myself and others who have overcome the various trials of life. From healthy mental tips to spiritual inspiration through our Savior Jesus Christ, we cover it all. Today, there are so many things that I have been thinking about these past few weeks and months as we have all gone through so much with COVID, natural disasters, death, loss of businesses, and the uncertain political climate. And if I'm being honest, I myself have struggled this past several weeks with feelings of depression and isolation despite my best efforts to maintain good health trying to do all the right things and to just take the next right step. Living with bipolar is very often that way. It seems sometimes when things appear to be going so well, we can get caught off guard. And you know, the last few episodes, I have talked about good mental health habits, and I think a lot of that was more for myself than anybody else. The adversary would have us believe that we are not worthy of the blessings of the Lord, but I can assuredly tell you that we are, and as hard as it is, we must keep going, keep pushing, keep looking up, as I talked about a few episodes back. The word that just keeps coming to me over and over is endure, because it really feels like we've been stuck in the song, you know, the one that we sang when we were little kids, the song that never ends the one that goes on and on, my friends. I'll have to post a link to that in the show notes just in case you're not familiar with it. Anyway, you get the picture. It just goes on and on. Today, I wanted to talk to you about the subject of enduring through adversity. But first, I want to tell you about an experience that I had this past week. I was outside one day and I watched as a beautiful hawk spread its wings and glided through the cool air. And then it just so happened that I started to see hawks everywhere. Have you ever done that where you see something once and then you're thinking about it and then all of a sudden you see you're seeing that all over? Well, usually when that happens to me, it's because there is a message that I'm supposed to get or receive. For me, that's kind of how the spirit works. When I start seeing things repeatedly or get thoughts over and over that I wouldn't have generally thought of myself, it's usually the Lord trying to tell me something or give me a certain lesson. What I got from this message as I started seeing these hawks soaring in the air is that I was reminded of a scripture in Isaiah 40, 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. As I thought about eagles and what this particular scripture was trying to say, I decided to research a little more about them. And here are some of the things that I learned. Now, just stick with me because it's all going to make sense in the end. So first of all, I love how big and majestic eagles look as they hover in the sky above the ground. Did you know that eagles can fly higher than any other birds, usually around 15,000 feet high? You know when the pilot comes over the intercom and says, we have now reached the altitude of 10,000 feet? 
So imagine they are actually 5,000 feet higher than the airplane. And they get their lift from the warmer air that is closer to the sun, allowing them to glide for long periods of time. And that is how they conserve their energy by not having to flap their wings so much. Eagles are among the strongest animals and their eyesight is five times stronger than that of a human's. History has it that the eagle has the sharpest vision of all birds. When its eyesight grows dull with age, it glides up towards the sun and by staring at the sun, which only an eagle can do, it burns away all the mistiness of age. They can detect UV light and can identify colors better than humans. To keep their balance and glide smoothly in the air, eagles will shed a feather on one side when the other side loses it. I find that so amazing. Eagles can also fly as fast as a speeding car, so their wings are extremely strong and powerful, and their vision is impeccable. They are unique in the way they care for their babies. Baby eagles are usually full grown by 12 weeks and too heavy for the female to carry, so she won't push her young out of the nest to learn to fly like most birds do. Instead, she will discontinue feeding them when she thinks they are ready to take flight, thus forcing them to fly so they can find food to survive. The word eagles is mentioned over 30 times in the Old and New Testament of the Bible, and the imagery is often used to portray God's power. Now back to the scripture, it says they shall mount up with wings like eagles. So we have already established how powerful their wings are, so let's just find the meaning of the word mount. The first definition of mount is that it means to go up, climb, or ascend. Some other synonyms are to arise, escalate, soar, scale, tower, bestride, escalate, and lift. The first part of the scripture says, those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. Now think of all of those traits that we talked about that eagles have. Sharp vision, they draw strength from the sun, they instinctively know how to maintain their balance, and they can exceed the heights of others. So you may be thinking, okay, this is all great, Wendy, but how does this apply to enduring? And we're gonna get to that, I promise. But first, I just wanna look at that first sentence of the scripture. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. You know, sometimes we feel like we've just had about all that we can take. And I feel like practically every day this year, I wake up and something new and crazy has happened. I think, how can this get any worse? And above that, how do I keep going through all the crazy? Well, the answer I think is that we wait on the Lord. One of the definitions of wait is to look forward to eagerly, as in, I can't wait for Christmas. But that's not exactly what we feel like when we are in a state of enduring, right? It's more like, you mean I have to wait longer? In Jeffrey R. Holland's talk from this past general conference, he said, there will be times in our lives when even our best spiritual effort and earnest pleading prayers do not yield the victories for which we have yearned, whether that be regarding the large global matters or the small personal ones. So while we work and wait together for the answers to some of our prayers, I offer you my apostolic promise that they are heard 
and they are answered, though perhaps not at the time or in the way we wanted. But they are always answered at the time and in the way an omniscient and eternally compassionate parent should answer them. I think it's important to note that I didn't hear this talk, or at least if I did, it's clear that I wasn't paying full attention because I didn't listen to it until after I had planned this entire podcast. I was led to listen to it and I cried because it is exactly what I needed to hear. And maybe you need to hear it again too. I'll put the link in the show notes. And so this, that last quote I added after I had completely planned out this episode. So many people are experiencing feelings of depression, isolation, and fear during this 2020 year. Remember, this was supposed to be the year of perfect vision, not quite the perfect vision of the eagle that we talked about earlier. It's far worse than we ever imagined, right? Or is it? What if this is the year of perfect vision? What if this is the year that we learn and grow and soar more than we ever have? What if this is the year that we wait on the Lord and renew our strength in Him? I have a couple of experiences that came to mind about having to wait. I'm going to go back to about 2016. I'd been diagnosed with bipolar 2, and I was in a really bad place physically and emotionally. And I'm not going to go into that whole experience on this episode. You can learn more about it um, back on episode 1. But during that time, I had two experiences that helped to remind me of the importance of waiting on the Lord. The first one was a dream that I had. I was riding in a car with my husband and it was a blizzard outside. We could barely see the road because of the wind and the snow falling. We were on a canyon road that was a mountain on one side and a drop off on the other. And the blizzard was so bad that the snow was blowing over the windshield so you could barely see through it. Suddenly the car began to swerve and it was obvious that we were gonna slide off the road. There was nothing that we could do. I remember feeling so helpless as I looked to my husband and saw the same look on his face. I was thinking, is this really how it's all gonna end for us? As we slid off the cliff and started falling, I was astounded as I looked to the left to see a large hand, glowing white, come around the front bumper of the car. It was a huge hand that engulfed the whole left side of the car. And then as I glanced to the right, I saw another huge glowing white hand. I can't really say it was glowing because it was more like fire. It was brighter than you can imagine. I definitely knew in my mind's eye that it was God's hands coming around the car to shield us from the impending crash. And I remember feeling incredibly grateful for the strength and comfort that seeing those hands brought to me. I could see that we were going to crash, but I could also see that we were going to be surrounded in the arms of His love and in some way protected from the inevitable damage that would take place. Then just as the hands came around us, we began to hit the trees, and that's when I woke up. When I told my husband about the dream the next day, he said, well, we did kind of go off a cliff. And even though I laughed when he said it, I knew he was right. 
When I went into the hospital during my manic episode, it was literally like falling off a cliff. We were struggling with other issues at the time as well, and I had been praying and pleading with the Lord to help us find a way out of the situation that we were in. I feel like this dream came to me to remind me that even though we experience really, really tough things in our lives, He is always there to protect us when we go off the cliff and hit the trees. We may still hit the trees and come crashing down, but He will always be there to surround us in His love. When we wait on the Lord, our strength will be renewed. I remember at around that same time, we had missionaries from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, of which we are now members. They were there to teach my husband about the church and remind us of how much Jesus loves us and wants the best for us. One night, they shared a scripture passage with us from a story in the Book of Mormon about people who had been enslaved, most of them, their whole lives. It read, And it came to pass that the voice of the Lord came to them in their affliction, saying, Lift up your heads and be of good comfort, for I know of the covenant which ye have made unto me, and I will covenant with my people and deliver them out of bondage. And I will also ease the burdens which are put upon your shoulders, that even you cannot feel them upon your backs, even while you are in bondage. And this will I do, that ye may stand as a witness for me hereafter, and that ye may know of a surety that I, the Lord God, do visit my people in their afflictions. Isn't that amazing? It goes on to say, And now it came to pass that the burdens which were laid upon them, Alma and his brethren, were made light. Yea, the Lord did strengthen them that they could bear up their burdens with ease, and they did submit cheerfully and with patience to all the will of the Lord. And for those members of the church who are listening, that scripture is found in Mosiah 24, 13 through 15. And if you're not a member and you would like a Book of Mormon, please contact me through pointingtowardhope.com. I would love to give one to you. I remember after the sisters left that my husband and I sat there stunned. This was the Lord speaking directly to us, telling us that he would strengthen us and that he would deliver us from our afflictions. There's so much power in the scriptures, my friends. We cannot get from any other source. I love the scriptures and the answers that we can get from the Lord through them. As we sat together and opened back up to that scripture, I read ahead to the next verse, which says, And it came to pass that so great was their faith and their patience that the voice of the Lord came unto them again, saying, Be of good comfort, for on the morrow I will deliver you out of bondage. I pondered upon that scripture as we sat there, and it was as if the Lord was telling me that we were about to get through this trial. My heart was filled with gratitude and I was so overwhelmed with joy. I was thinking on the morrow, Lord, does that mean that we are almost through this? It was like I was jumping up and down like a little kid inside until I heard him whisper, but. And I remember thinking, no, wait, no, but. What do you mean, but? And then I heard, Yes, this trial will end, but not yet. You must endure a little longer. You have to have great faith and patience and wait on me. It is my timing, not yours. 
I remember weeping as I thought of how much longer we might have to go through this refining process. But it is when we wait on the Lord that our strength will be renewed. Also in the recent General Conference just a few weeks ago, President Russell M. Nelson spoke these words. Are you willing to let God prevail in your life? Are you willing to let God be the most important influence in your life? He went on to say. The word willing is crucial. We all have our agency. We can choose to let God prevail in our lives or not. We can choose to let God be the most powerful influence in our lives or not. And in that same thought process, we can choose to endure or not. There's a great promise that comes with the Isaiah 40, 31 scripture. Did you catch it in the beginning? Let me just read it one more time. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. If we have faith and are willing to let God prevail, to wait on Him and His timing, we shall mount up with wings like eagles. Remember, arise with strength and great power. We shall run and not be weary. We shall walk and not faint. So just as in the scriptures we read that night with the sister missionaries, I will also ease the burdens which are put upon your shoulders that even you cannot fill them upon your backs, even while you are in bondage. His promise to us is that we will be able to be sustained in our waiting period. He will give us the strength to bear up our burdens with ease if we will wait on Him that our strength will be renewed. Like the eagle, we can have sharp vision when it comes to our future and the trials we are facing. We can draw strength from the sun, meaning Jesus Christ. We can instinctively know how to maintain our balance and exceed heights that we never thought possible. Wait on the Lord, my friends. Have your strength renewed through Him and by Him. He loves you so much, but it is His timing and our faith and trust will create our endurance to get us through whatever hard thing we are going through. This past Sunday, we went back to church for the first time since COVID started, and I was so excited to be in our church building again and just be with everyone else. And we had an excellent experience and some great speakers. And I remember one of the speakers talked about something that I felt like applied so much to this podcast. And he said, sometimes we think so much about the whys that we forget about the withouts. And I thought, okay, that's a strange thought. I'm curious to know where you're going with that. And he went on to say that when we look back on our trials, and sometimes it takes years. I mean, it's been five years since I was diagnosed bipolar, so I can look back on my trials and see things that I couldn't see when I was going through the trial. But he said, sometimes we forget the things that we would be without had we not endured the trial. 
we're so worried about why is this happening? Why me? Why this? Why now? That we forget about what we would be without had we not gone through this trial. There are so many miracles in my life today because of the trial that I endured and still endure with being diagnosed bipolar. I truly believe that the struggles that we've shared this year and some that have been individual have been for our benefit. It's possible that this is part of his plan for us this year, this 2020 crazy year. Could it be that it's to help us rise up and soar to new heights and see with clear vision that the Lord will prevail? I say, with God, all things are possible. You can do this. You can get through this trial and you are going to look back and you are going to be so grateful for all the things that you have now because of this trial and all the things that you've learned. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would help out so much if you could just take two quick seconds to jump over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Those reviews help the show so much and it would mean the world to me and I would be so grateful. And while you're there, be sure to subscribe. Subscribing is the best way to be sure you never miss an episode. Also, if you or someone you know has a story to share that would help uplift and support others through their trials, please contact me at pointingtowardhope.com or on Instagram at Wendy Bertinoli. I would love to share how you have found peace through faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Have a great week, you guys, and I'll see you all again next week.